After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Crucial words of Hashem Yom Kippur.
social lying to the tune of music dancing. It's been so long hoping and crying. To hang our hats in Yerushalayim. We wanna wake up in Yerushalayim to the tune of music dancing. It's been so long hoping and crying. To hang our hats in Yerushalayim. Don't you think it's time now? Go to that hometown. Hanging with you in Jerusalem, Mr. Shloyme. Oh 
J.M. in the A.M. We are a miracle. Uh, I just spent a, a whole bunch of time looking through some of the um, news stories about those who are frustrated with the embassy move that took place earlier this week on Monday. And, um, yeah, we are a miracle, all right? It is a miracle that we are. Surviving and thriving as a people, and we shouldn't take it for granted, and we should re- realize how historic it is. That's Yaakov Shweki, eighth day with Wake Up, Vieda from Shlomo Katz, Achenu had Veshavu Vanim, Yodati with Simcha Liner live in Odessa, uh, Yismuchu, the Waterbury Yeshiva, and of course Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. J- Whoa, there we go. JM in the AM for a Wednesday on this May 16th, day two in the month of Sivan, the year 5778, Tavshin. I believe today is the first day of the Shlosha Simei Hagbala. Oh, is that true or not? When's the first day officially? I guess Shabbos would be the third. Oh, so no. <laughs> We're not there yet. I think today they call Yom HaMiyuchas, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. 
Um, anyway, one thing we do know, it's really, really close to Shavuos. Day number 46. Today is 46 in the counting of the Omer. That's uh, six weeks and four days. You forgot to count last night. Make sure to do so sometime today. If you're in the New York area, get ready. Seems that uh, between now and, uh, <laughs> and I don't know when, certainly uh, through the the major part of Shabbos and the Shavuos holiday, looks like rain. Looks like a lot of rain. When I was growing up, there was there was some uh, old wives' tale about um, if it rains on Shavuos, it rains the entire summer or something. Anybody know that? If you know about that, uh, you can email me, nachum at com or... Um, or you could email me, uh, or you can text. You can uh, comment on the app. Go to the NSN Nahum Single Network app for Android or iPhone, and you can comment away and let us know what you know about that. Rabbi Benji Kramer says, I am correct. Today is Yom HaMiyuchos. You know what was confusing to me? Um, if, in fact, the, the, the establishment of the State of Israel took place on May 14th of 1948, and I believe it did, why is it that the enemy regards May 15th as the day of catastrophe? Another calendaric query that I've had as I've watched the events uh, of the last couple of days unfold. Anybody have an answer to that? Feel free to email nachomandachomsegel.com or, of course, you can go to the NSN app and comment away. All right, today's cause. Yesterday, our listeners did really well when it came to contacting the Daily News um, they really did well. Daily News uh, cover front page yesterday was absolutely outrageous. Oh, sir, Rabbi Kramer, boy, Rabbi Kramer is like he—he uh, he is the he is the authority on everything this morning, Rabbi Kramer. He says that because the fifteenth of May was the day, meaning the day after the declaration, the fifteenth of May was the day the British left. Uh, that is why it's uh, it's called Catastrophe Day. All right. It's good to know. That is good to know. Um, anyway, so today, so yesterday, our listeners did really well. Uh, everyone agrees that the Daily News front page yesterday was completely outrageous, completely outrageous. I still can't get over it, frankly. Uh, today, uh, we're going to react. Today, we're going to react Governor Cuomo. Yeah, Governor Cuomo of New York. You know New York? large population of Jews, large population of Israel supporters, you know, you know the governor. Governor Andrew Cuomo has declared um, that he's postponing his trip to Israel. Now, it's always interesting to pay careful attention to why announcements like this are being made and why decisions like this are being made. Um. Governor Cuomo announced he wanted a solidarity trip to Israel, solidarity obviously with Israel, etc. Okay. Then it seems that um, he'd like to visit, quote-unquote, both sides. And he points to a variety of factors, including the loss of life, um, in postponing the trip. So I would say the following. Here's what I would say. I would call up Governor Cuomo, especially if you're a New Yorker, 518-474-8390. And I would ask the following question. If, in fact, you're, you're arranging a trip of solidarity with Israel, what on earth <laughs> does, does, does the activity 
or loss of life or anything else uh, on the Gaza border have to do with uh, the solidarity trip? If you're doing a solidarity trip to Israel, do a solidarity trip to Israel, especially at a time when Israel's enemies, both uh, politically and and in Hollywood and in government and uh, and of course, uh, you know, on the on the front, are so active. Um, and if it's a concern of yours, if security is a concern of yours, you don't have to go to the Gaza border, Mr. Governor. You don't have to go to the Gaza border. You can meet with representatives of the enemy uh, in Ramallah or other places. You don't have to go to the Gaza border. So that's what I would say. I, w- I would call the governor today, especially if you're a New Yorker, and say, hey, if it's about solidarity, then, uh, you know, why on earth would you postpone the trip? I'm insulted. As an Israel supporter, I'm insulted you're postponing the trip. You want to go visit and get a perspective of what's happening in other areas of the Middle East, including on Israel's borders, how Israel's being attacked? Okay, no problem. I get that. But don't postpone any solidarity trip. By the way, while we're on the topic, and I'm so outraged about the reaction to what happened earlier this week, you know... (laughs) They, the, the, um, there's a, um, a website, gatewaypundit.com. The, the headline is as follows today. Liberal logic. Bette Midler blames blank Trump for deaths of 52 Hamas supporters storming Israeli border. Yeah. Now, I don't know who would be, uh, the target of Bette Midler's wrath if there was no embassy move this week and like on so many other occasions, uh, Hamas supporters would be uh, eliminated because they've stormed Israel borders. I don't know. I don't know who she'd blame. But I, I'll tell you, it's just it, it, think twice. And she's a good she's a good performer. But think twice before supporting Bette Midler and her activities. Anyway, that's the story. Woke up in a um, in a fiery mood on these on these topics. Once I heard about the governor postponing his trip, I just. I mean, come on. Take down the number. If you're a New York resident especially, take down the number and just and, – and that's the message. The message is, Mr. Governor, if it's a solidarity trip, why on earth would you postpone it? Doesn't make sense. Um, you want Again, you want to visit the other side, see what's happening, show New Yorkers of all backgrounds that you're concerned. I get the whole thing. But, I mean, uh, that's a bad move in my opinion. Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo's office, 518-474-8390, 518-474-8390. All right, a whole bunch of stuff going on here this morning, working on a couple of guests that uh, I think will um, have a lot to say on issues like this. So sit tight, everybody, and get ready for another amazing edition of JM in the AM. 17 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Wednesday, day 46 <clears throat> in the counting of the Omer. As we continue here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Macha brocha, that's Shemuli Unger here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, you heard um, Levi Folkowitz with Yamale P. Yisrael B'yachav with Yisrael Werdiger. Zusha had Yoel's Nigun to open up that set here at J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. 
Well, the news of the day is last night, our very own Karen and Matis Weingast became grandparents. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Pretty amazing. The Engelmeyer and Weingast families are celebrating. To Debbie, Judah, Karen, Matis. To, um, to the young Weingasts. A very, very special Mazel tov from all of us here at... JM in the AM. Brand new baby girl. A brand new baby girl. And we say Mazal Tov. Amazing, huh? Our very own Karen and Matis, our grandparents. Mazal Tov. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to JM. Galei Tzal, Hashash Taim. Kanehud Graf, in Mashekore Achshav. שגריר ישראל בטורקיה הושפל אל מול המצלמות, ובתגובה, משרד החוץ זימן לשיחת נזיפה את סגן השגריר הטורקי בארץ. דובר משרד החוץ, עמנואל נחשון, הבהיר, לא נסבול השפלה של שגרירים. מדובר במעשה בלתי הולם, במעשה לא הגון, ובמעשה שמנוגד לחלוטין לכל היחסים הדיפלומטיים שקיימים בין המדינות. אנחנו לא נסבול השפלה של שגריר ישראל, ואנחנו נאמר את זה בצורה הנחרצת ביותר לממונה על שגרירות טורקיה, ונדרוש ממנו שיעביר את הדברים בהקדם האפשרי לשלטונות אנקרה. כתבתנו המדינית אלעיל שחר מציינת כי לפני זמן קצר נחת שגריר ישראל בטורקיה בארץ, לאחר שאתמול התבקש לעזוב את אנקרה. האפיפיור פרנסיסקוס הביע דאגה מהמתיחות העולה בישראל ובמזרח התיכון ומהאלימות שלדבריו חוסמת את הדרך לשלום. אני מצטער על המתים והפצועים ומקווה שתפילותיי יגיעו לכל הסובלים, אמר פרנסיסקוס. אני חוזר ואומר השימוש באלימות לעולם לא יוביל לשלום. מלחמה מולידה מלחמה, אלימות מובילה לאלימות. ככה האפיפיור. העברת שגרירות גואטמלה לירושלים. נשיא המדינה ראובן ריבלין נפגש עם נשיא גואטמלה ג'ימי מוראלס ואמר, עם ישראל זוכר את העם בגואטמלה ואת הקשר ההדוק בין העמים. אתה מגיע היום לירושלים וחונך את השגרירות כאן מחדש. הדבר עלול לייצר מהומות מצד חמאס, ארגון ששולח טרוריסטים לגדר ומשתמש בילדים ובנשים כמגן חי. כך ריבלי. תת-אלוף במילואים בצלאל טרייבר, שסיים לפני מספר חודשים את תפקידו כראש רשות החירום הלאומית, אומר בריאיון לרינו צרור כי אתגר מיגון העורף העומד בפני מדינת ישראל ידרוש השקעה של שנים. הפער הגדול באמת הוא סדר גודל של בין מיליארד לשני מיליארד שקל בשנה. במשך עשר שנים זאת התוכנית הרב-שנתית שצריכה להינתן. פרשת ישראל ביתנו. הפרקליטות מבקשת להטיל שבע שנות מאסר לפחות על יושב ראש מטה המפלגה לשעבר. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. בדיון שנערך היום עלו בזה אחר זה די אופי שהעידו על דאוד גודובסקי, יושב ראש מטה ישראל ביתנו לשעבר, שהורשע בקבלת שוחד במסגרת פרשת השחיתות במפלגה. גודובסקי צפוי לקבל עדות אופי תומכת בשבועות הקרובים גם משר הביטחון אביגדור ליברמן, שבעקבות המצב הביטחוני לא יכל להתייצב היום לדיון. הפרקליטות מסרה כי לקחה בחשבון את תרומתו הרבה לחברה, אך המליצה להטיל עליו לפחות שבע שנות מאסר. 
דיווחים בספרד. נבחרת ארגנטינה בכדורגל לא תגיע לארץ למשחקה מול נבחרת ישראל בשל המצב הביטחוני. כתבנו אופיר יונתן. לפי דיווח בספרד, אירועי הימים האחרונים הכריעו עבור הנבחרת הארגנטינאית. סגנית אלופת העולם החליטה להעביר את משחק הידידות נגד נבחרת ישראל ב-9 ביוני לאצטדיון קמפנו בברצלונה, זאת בשל המצב הביטחוני המתוח בימים אלה. מפיקי האירוע הישראלים מכחישים כעת את הידיעה ומשוחחים עם מקביליהם הארגנטינאים בשעה זו. תחזית מזג האוויר, התחממות נוספת. מחר ובערב חג השבועות יעשה שרבי. אלה החדשות שעורך יותם לוי. J.M. and the A.M. on this day 46 in the counting of the Omer. Today's day number 46. Gotta wish the um, Levy family a mazal tov. Mabruk. Rosie and uh, Avrahami are a very recently married couple. And the, um, the Levy family... Uh, Rivka and Eli, Razi and Joe, Eli and Miriam, and the uh, Sananes family, I hope I have that pronounced properly, Becky and Shalomi and the Sayeg family, Susie, Joey, Benny, Miriam, uh, Rachel, and Maggie. To all of them, I say Mazal Tov and Mabruk from all of us here at JM in the AM. Um, so earlier, let me reset a couple of things. Earlier, first of all, we found out about, the, like everybody else, we found out about Governor Cuomo and his postponing the uh, solidarity trip to Israel. Uh, so I'm outraged by it because of the nature of the statement uh, and some of the things that were included in the statement regarding the postponement. But anyway, if it's about solidarity with Israel, the trip should never have been postponed, even if he feels an obligation to visit the quote-unquote other side. Um, and, you know do all that. I get that. But if it's a solidarity trip, it should never have been postponed. Uh, those of you who'd like to express your disappointment in the governor of New York, especially if you are a New Yorker, 518-474-8390. That's 518-474-8390. Also, big JM in the AM news, as I said earlier, mazel tov to Ariel and Ellie Weingast. And to the extended Engelmeyer and Weingast families, they've got a brand new baby girl, Mazal Tov, and that means that our very own Karen and Matis Weingast are grandparents. That's right. It means our good friends Debbie and Judah Engelmeyer are also grandparents. For us here in the JMM family, boy, for those of us who remember the uh, <laughs> who remember our own weddings and the bar mitzvahs. And then the children's weddings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just amazing. So all these years later, thank God, Baruch Hashem, we get to celebrate. Karen and Matis, our grandparents. Uh, Ariel Engelmeyer, Ellie Weingast, brand new baby girl. We say mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Oh, yeah, we should toss in an extra mazal tov to Aunt Malki as well. Yeah, of course. So we say mazel tov to all from all of us here at JM the AM. Seven minutes after 7 o'clock on this Wednesday morning, Mort Klein, ZOA, one of the key figures in Monday's event in Israel, and we'll explain. He's scheduled to join us coming up. We keep it here at JM in the AM.
מלחמות קשות, רדיפות כואבות, בכל זמן, בכל מקום. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. עלילות שקרים, צוררים קשים, שרוצים רק להרוס. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לחובות העיר, ניקח אוויר וניצח.
There we go. Jam in the AM, Yibana Hamikdash. That's um, from Shalshelis here at Jam in the AM. Off of their album, We're Coming Home. Uh, before that, Mordechai Shapiro with Machar uh, opened up the set with Simcha Liner's Na'avor here at Jam in the AM. Mort Klein's going to join us. He is the uh, executive vice president at the ZOA. He has been working, frankly, on what we saw on Monday for a long, long time. He's president of ZOA. I apologize. Not executive vice. He's president of ZOA. And uh, he can give us some background into the uh, law that made it through Congress back in 1995, the Jerusalem bill. And um, he could certainly tell us about what it was like being there on Monday at the embassy 
in Jerusalem. So we'll speak with him coming up about 15 minutes from now. Day 46 in the counting of the Omer, six weeks, four days. Uh, the big mazel tov today, of course, to Karen and Matis Weingast, to um, Debbie and Judah Engelmeyer, and, of course, to the parents, Ariel and Ellie Weingast. <laughs> they are a... Um, they are celebrating the birth of a brand new baby girl, which means our very own Karen and Matis are grandparents. How do you like that? Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. I know it's remarkable, incredible, and amazing. Baruch Hashem. Mazal Tov to all the graduates at the Yeshiva University 87th annual commencement exercise is happening at 10 a.m. Eastern time today at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Mazal Tov to all the Yeshiva University graduates. Again, that's happening later this morning. A couple of people pointed it out on the uh, NSN app. Um, <clears throat> let's see what we have so far. Oh, here we go. Yashikach told the YU grads, good luck in the next chapter of your young lives. Silky says, they say if it rains on the first day of Shavuos, then it'll rain for seven Shabbatot. Oh, boy. See, I didn't make that up. <laughs> Someone did, <laughs> but it wasn't me. <laughs> Um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, listener Yitzchak checking in. JM from Teaneck asks, hey, Silky, why six, why not six or eight Shabbatot? Why only seven? Uh, listener JM from Teaneck wants to hear some eighth day. And, um, Maryland mom says it's raining and flooding in Maryland. I guess that's one of the reasons the Yankee game was suspended. It's raining and flooding in Maryland. Please play something sunny and dry. Well, when people ask uh, for something sunny and dry, um, we always think of that eighth day tune that we used in the aftermath of um, of Superstorm Sandy by my side. It's day 46 in the counting of the Omer. Plenty of rain today, tonight, tomorrow. Yeah, in the New York area, looks like a lot of rain. Yerushalayim's at 81. We're at 63 here as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Full day of programming, of course, in the Nachum Siegel Network. Details to follow. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. That's when I lift my eyes to the skies. Dreaming, dreaming, days gone by. And I know you said that all I need is an honest try. In on his tribe, but in the dark of night, in the lonely heights, you give me the strength to keep up the fight, but I can't move on, I can't live life without you. Sometimes life's like an ocean, sweet is quiet as blue. Sometimes life's like an ocean, sailing with you. Sometimes life's like an ocean Raging like a fool Sometimes life's like an ocean When it's drowning in you Rivers have come to surround me To cool me and bring me down Rivers have come to surround me To turn my boat around Rivers have come to surround me Skies, dreaming, dreaming, days 
Without you by my side Without you by my side That's when I lift my eyes to the skies Dreaming, dreaming, days gone by And I know you said that all I need is an honest try An honest try But in the dark of night, in the lonely heights You give me the strength to keep on the fire But I can't move on, I can't live life without you Without you by my side Without you Without you by my side J.M. in the A.M. That's from uh, Eighth Day, of course. Uh, again, a mazel tov going out to Karen Matis, to uh, Debbie and Judah, to the entire wine guest and Engelmeyer families, Ariel and uh, Ellie. Brand new baby girl. What it means for us, it means Karen and Matis are grandparents. I'm not kidding. Pretty amazing, huh? That is pretty amazing. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. The Simchas should always continue. Speaking of Simchas, a Mazel Tov going out to the Siegel and Chaifetz families. Today, the uh, bris of the brand new baby boy born to Adina and Rabbi Benjamin Chaifetz. That's happening literally this morning in Flatbush, Brooklyn, as we speak. So to the Seagulls out on Staten Island, the Chaifetz family in Brooklyn, and of course to the uh, the next generation, the Seagulls and Chaifetzes in uh, in Brooklyn, New York, we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. So that's happening as we speak in Brooklyn. Anybody who sees uh, any of the Seagulls or Chaifetzes today, you make sure to say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. All right, a drop early for Rabbi Goldwasser. Mort Klein of ZOA is going to join us. He's just back from Israel literally this morning from the embassy uh, ceremony in Jerusalem. We'll speak with him coming up. 
Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonish Masar of Zebin, Rabbi and Zechonish Masar Esther Basar, Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. When Klal Yisrael gathered for Kabbalah Satora, the receiving of Torah, it says, Vaisyatsu Besachti Sahar. They stood at the foot of the mountain. The Gemara in Shabbos tells us, Am Rabbi Avdimi, Melamed Shekopa Kodesh Baruchu Aleim Esahar Kigigis. It teaches us that Hashem covered them with a mountain like an upturned vat. And Hashem said to them, If you will accept the Torah, then fine. And if not, that's where your burial place is going to be. Toysus and Shabbos asked the question, How can it be? Why did Klai Yisrael need to be pressured and forced to accept the Torah? We already said, We will do and we will hear. Toysus answers that when they saw the great Eish, the fire at Kabbalah Satora, they were choyzer, they retracted. The Maral, however, questions this. He asks, how is it possible to retract from Kabbalah Satora? The Maral explains that since the Torah is necessary for the existence of the world, it cannot be strictly Bechira. Hashem has to force Klal Yisrael to accept it, in order that we should never say, if we didn't want to, we wouldn't have chosen it. The Primagodim says that Torah Shebich the written Torah, is compared to Oichel, to food. Torah Shebaal the oral law, is compared to Mashke, to drink. And therefore it was Har Kigigis, the mountain was like an upturned vat. It's interesting that we learn in the future, the Amim, the nations will say, why didn't you force us by placing on us the Har Kigigis, the mountain like a vat? Rav Meir Shapiro of Lublin once went to collect for the Yeshiva's Chachme Lublin. It was known to have the highest levels of both Ruchnius and Gashmius. He paid a visit to one of the wealthy people to ask for support. The merchant responded, But doesn't the Mishnah say, Pas that you should eat just a little bit of bread with salt? Rav Meir Shapiro replied, What you're saying is very good, but what does the Mishnah say after that? Im if you do so, and you eat bread and water. A father once came with his son to a din Torah. They sat in front of the Chazonish. The father said that the son had learned enough and now he should enter the market of life. The son argued with embarrassment that he's not interested in the business world. He wants only to continue learning Torah. The Chazanish said to the father, Remember it says in Perkiavos, Kachi Darka Shel Torah. This is the way of Torah. The Mishnah emphasizes the words, Im Ata Oisekein, If you will do this. The Chazanish explained to the father, when will you feel the beauty, the sweetness in learning? It's only if you will also learn. If you learn, then you will well understand what your son is saying. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Proverbs open desert tent. History's children in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load. And brighter than the sun you shine, Jerusalem, you're on my mind, you lift my soul, you echo the divine. providence that guides us so that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space Jerusalem to you I turn I trace my steps back to you now again Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling Eshkachech Yerushalayim Tishkach Yemini Song is called Jerusalem is Calling 
And if there's somebody who uh, who heard the calling of Jerusalem for decades, it's our special guest who's with us live via telephone. I will introduce him to everybody in a moment, but but Mort Klein, who who is who is the guest who I'll introduce in a moment, um, he is a proponent of education. He is somebody who um, encourages us to educate our audience, our constituents. So I want to take a minute with all the hoopla and all the celebration of this week, and it is an amazing celebration. I think it's important to keep in mind how all this came about. The Jerusalem Embassy Act of 1995 is a public law of the United States of America passed by the post-Republican Revolution 104th Congress October of 1995. The proposed law was adopted by the Senate 93 to 5. The House 374 to 37. The act became law without a presidential signature November the 8th of 1995. The act recognized Jerusalem as the capital of the state of Israel and called for Jerusalem to remain an undivided city. Its purpose was to set aside funds for the relocation of the embassy of the U.S. in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem by May of 1999. For this purpose, it withheld 50% of the funds appropriated to the State Department specifically for acquisition and maintenance of buildings abroad as allocated in fiscal year 1999 until the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem had officially opened. Israel's declared capital in Jerusalem, but this is Israel's declared capital is Jerusalem, but this is not intention, internationally recognized pending final status talks in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. As we know, despite passage, the law allowed the president to invoke a six-month waiver of the application of the law and reissue the waiver every six months on national security grounds. The waiver was repeatedly invoked by Presidents Clinton, Bush, and Obama. President Trump signed a waiver in June of 2017, but on June 5th, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed a resolution commemorating the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem, 90-0. to 0. The resolution reaffirmed the Jerusalem Embassy Act and called upon the President and all U.S. officials to abide by its provisions. And on, and on December the 6th, President Trump recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital and ordered the planning of the relocation of the embassy. Um, We know what happened this past Monday. Mort Klein, president of the ZOA, Zionist Organization of America, was there. He literally has just landed back in the New York area, and I thank him because immediately he agreed to appear uh, for us on this program uh, after arriving back in the United States uh, from this incredible, amazing, and historic celebration this past Monday. Mort Klein, welcome back to JM in the AM. <laughs> this is a historic week, not only moving the embassy to Yerushalayim, but also ending the Iran deal. Right. Donald Trump has changed the world. He's made it safer, and uh, and he's made it clear to the Palestinian Arabs that their phony narrative is not going to continue to be accepted. Uh, he's really become a historic figure with these two acts. It is amazing. You're right. And we've encouraged our listeners to thank him profusely and to contact the White House and just shower him with thanks. Mort, let's go back for a moment. I want to talk about Monday. Obviously, you were there as an eyewitness and as a participant. But let's go back to 1995 because you had a big role in the in the uh, Jerusalem Act, in the passage of this law uh, that I cited back in 1995, I, I assume that even even you, the most enthusiastic supporter of Jerusalem, knew that from that law being enacted, 
till when the embassy would actually be moved would take some patience, would take some time. But I think Monday reaffirms just how important your actions and others' actions in the 1990s were. No, when when Doug Feist and I, Mort Klein, went to see Senator John Kyle, Republican of Arizona, then arguably the best friend of Israel on the whole side, and urging him uh, to begin legislation to move the embassy, it, it went nowhere. We had five or six senators on it. Uh, I have to say Pat Moynihan and Joe Lieberman were on it. They were helping. Uh, but not until Robert Dole got on the bill, he was majority leader and running for president at the time, then we suddenly got 35 or 40 senators jumping on. I might add, only then <laughs> did APAC begin to lobby for it. They became frightened that maybe ZOA would be getting full credit for this important bill. <laughs> uh, and then the bill, when the bill passed, when the bill uh, was written, <laughs> we thought they are going to move the embassy. <laughs> but Dan Shapiro, who's the, the most recent ambassador to Israel, was then chief of staff to Senator Feinstein. He urged Feinstein to put in a waiver clause. <laughs> the waiver clause said, only don't move the embassy if there's a serious national security emergency. That's the way it's written, something really serious. <laughs> in fact, Robert Dole and Kyle on the Senate floor said, do not invoke this waiver unless there's something really serious. If you invoke it, we're going to urge everyone to get rid of the waiver clause. But the waiver clause passed. We fought it, but we, it passed anyway. <laughs> and we thought the embassy was going to be moved. <laughs> but frankly, I'm telling you the truth, Israel was not... Uh, uh, that happy about moving it then? They thought the, uh, that'll ruin the chances for peace. Uh, and the Jewish world, uh, APAC and others, were really not in favor of it. I'm just telling you the facts. <laughs> we did not believe it was going to be invoked every six months for 22 years. But the fact that it took almost 23 years to move it... <laughs> Mort, you there? Oh, I hope we didn't lose him. This is, this is way too good a history lesson. Mort, are you there? Mort Klein. Yes, oh, there I'm he is. Here. Go ahead. Now we got you. The fact that it took 22 years to move it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and yet we're further. We haven't moved it for 23 years till now. And yet we're further from peace than ever. Makes yeah. it crystal clear: Jerusalem is not the issue. The issue is Israel's very existence and acceptance of us as a Jewish state. <laughs> Jerusalem is uh, just a uh, a sideshow in terms of actually getting to peace. <laughs> By the way, so, uh, j just as an aside, I have to interject for a moment. Um, for, for those of us who've observed Dan Shapiro in his role as ambassador, the story you just told um, really helps us understand what position he was coming from all along. <laughs> He's a very, I know him very well. He's a very smart guy, really knows how to make the case for the left wing, uh, but he was always a strong left wing guy and a strong supporter of uh, President Obama, who was the most hostile president to Israel we've ever had. And, uh, but even he this week said it was good that we're moving it. But, of course, he's still arguing we should give Eastern Jerusalem to the Arabs. He's still yeah. arguing that. Mort Klein's with us. He's literally just back from, uh, from Israel from this amazing uh, ceremony on Monday. All right, so what was it like being there on Monday? Uh, <laughs> I know it took 22 years, much longer than you expected. What was it like seeing this happen in front of your eyes? It was thrilling. Not only were there major American officials from all over the country there and all over the world, but the Israelis in the streets were dancing and cheering in the streets. Overwhelming support in Israel for this. And uh, it was almost euphoric uh, uh, being there and seeing how excited everyone is. 
And I was urging people, <laughs> officials, to finally start telling the world, Jerusalem is not holy to Muslims. This should never have been an issue. Jerusalem is never mentioned in the Koran, not once in their holy book. <laughs> when they controlled it for 19 years, 48 to 67, they allowed it to be a slum. The majority of people living in Jerusalem since 1850 have been Jews. So this is, and I, no Jewish leader, no Israeli leader, except ZOA, ever says, tells the truth. Jerusalem is not holy to Muslims. They simply want to take their heart and soul away from the Jewish people. When they controlled it, it meant nothing to them. Uh, so, but the, 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 Israel, I've never, the streets were filled with thousands and thousands of Israelis, uh, Jews, marching the streets, ecstatic about the, finally this being recognized. And as you know, Paraguay and Guatemala are moving it this week, the embassy. Right. <laughs> Romania, Czech, and Hungary are seriously considering it, and there are many others behind the scenes seriously considering moving it. This has changed everything. Mark, uh, you, you had to have been extremely impressed by everybody who spoke on Monday. I mean, every presentation was just so <laughs> heartfelt and amazing. Uh, and every member of the administration, especially Ambassador Friedman, you know, representing... Uh, representing uh, the United States, frankly, and and Jerusalem in many ways, very very well, uh, but but not enough could be said about President Trump. Uh, I mean, without him, this obviously would never have happened. Uh, how would you how would you say that that for lovers of Israel, he goes down in history? <laughs> He's now a historic figure because of this move, absolutely. And let me tell you, it was David Friedman and Mike Pence were the big promoters behind the scenes to get this done. Secretary Tillerson was against it. Uh, he's gone. Secretary of State Tillerson. McMaster, head of National Security Council, was totally against it. He's gone. And Mattis, although he was not really in favor of it, said, Mr. President, if you want to do this, I will support you every step of the way publicly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, but he had to make the decision. He had pressure from the whole world not to do it. The whole world saying there'll be explosions, violence everywhere. And the man did it, and he deserves enormous credit. I think only a non-politician might have done this because he wasn't so concerned about the politics of it. He was concerned of doing what is right. What about the current Secretary of State? Mm -hmm. uh, the current Secretary of State, Pompeo, is a tremendous friend of Israel. The, the new Security Council uh, leader, mm -hmm. John Bolton, was my personal friend, tremendous friend of Israel. Uh, and you know, we have Nikki Haley in the U.N., uh, David Friedman's ambassador. This is a dream team of appointments that anyone loves Israel would take these people. More, we're having trouble hearing you. If you could pull over, that would be great. 747 on a JM in the AM Wednesday. Mort Klein is with us, president of the ZOA, Zionist Organization of America. You hear his account of what happened in Jerusalem this week and some of the other background that's so important. He's giving us an honest picture of what's going on in Washington and in Jerusalem vis-a-vis -vis this move of the embassy. <laughs> Mort, um, uh, what was I going to ask you? Yeah, the, 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 the president goes ahead and, uh, and makes this move, and the entire world, of course, blames Trump and, I guess, Netanyahu and, and the Israeli officials for the violence that's going on on the Gaza border. If you saw, and I assume you did see, the cover of yesterday's Daily News in New I York, it. it was outrageous. Mm -hmm. Outrageous. Um, it is. 
But a lot of people don't know what the answer is when they're when they're when they when these two items or these two issues are are given equal coverage. What would you tell people they need to know? Mosque riots and the Arabs riot every year this time because of their so-called Nakba. In other words, Nakba, where they condemn the fact that Israel came into existence. And uh, and we're talking about Hamas Nazis rioting. Their charter calls for the murder of every single Jew. All your Jewish listeners, Hamas one's dead. That's why I call them Nazis. <laughs> Israel asked them to stay away from the border. They said demonstrate, uh, you know, uh, a few hundred feet from the border, no problem. But they were coming to the border, thousands of them trying to, to tear it down and burn it down. They brought bombs to the border, Molotov cocktails shooting, <laughs> and only then was Israel forced to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, attack those trying to tear down the border fence, which would have allowed thousands of Hamas terrorists to come in uh, and and go into towns and start killing uh, Jews. Uh, so uh, uh, it, it's remarkable that even when Israel is fighting Hamas Nazis, the world sides with the Hamas Nazis. <laughs> um, but they they weren't successful. And just think, if we were, if, if in America we had Mexicans or Canadians trying to breach our fence, saying we're going to kill Americans, <laughs> we'd be shooting them all down. We would never allow it. No country. Israel has been incredible how they're trying everything to keep the, the loss of life minimal. Uh, but the uh, uh, Hamas, by the way, leaders, this is not pinned in the press, uh, are saying, enter Israel, tear out the Jews' hearts, murder as many as you can. They say it openly. And they call this the March of Return. They openly say this is to bring millions of Arabs into Israel to destroy the state. This is not about anything other than that. <laughs> Mort Klein um, is with us. He's president of the ZOA, fresh back from the ceremony in Israel. You know, earlier you mentioned to us that this really is a significant week for more than one reason. Uh, you mentioned the Iran deal um, and the, uh, uh, the the revocation of the Iran deal by the, uh, by the president. Uh, do you find it interesting, and nobody observes Washington the way you do, do you find it interesting that those Democrats that were against the Iran deal suddenly can only afford lukewarm praise for President Trump after its cancellation. It shows that the, the four Democrats out of 46 in the Senate voted against the Iran deal. Four out of 46, and now they're condemning it, which makes it crystal clear they were really never against it. They voted against it for political reasons, and uh, the fact that they're against it now shows that uh, they weren't sincere. <laughs> and I this deal was maybe the worst deal ever signed in the history of America. <laughs> Obama gave $150 billion up front to the, to the, uh, the Iranian terrorists uh, before we even saw if they are going to fulfill their obligations. They canceled all the sanctions, all of them, immediately. <laughs> they said, we won't inspect your military uh, 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 operations, which is, of course, where the nuclear testing and, and work research is being done. Uh, we said, we'll give you four weeks' notice before we in, in, inspect or investigate any of your other uh, areas where we suspect you might be doing research. Uh, this deal was insane, uh, which only leads me to believe one thing. Obama wanted to strengthen Iran, uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran, this terrorist group, uh, to enable them to be able to harm Israel, because the deal was that absurd. Uh, and when, when you're the powerful America and, and, uh, and the, the economy of Iran was collapsing, we could have had any deal we wanted. Obama wanted to help Iran. But thank God Trump has ended the deal. Let me tell you, <laughs> yesterday Siemens, the biggest company in Germany, doing business with Iran, 
publicly announced no more business with Iran. Other companies in Europe are now announcing all over the, 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 the hemisphere no more business with Iran because if they do business with Iran, Trump is going to stop business with them from America, and America is a, a much, much bigger economy. So it's working. Iran is scared to death now. They're going all over Europe begging to keep doing business, and now business in America are afraid to, in, in Europe are afraid to do it, and throughout the world. What a difference 16 months make, huh? <clears throat> Absolutely. He's changed everything. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, don't forget, two days ago, Trump threatened Iran. He said, if you dare to start up with nuclear uh, research, there's going to be grave and serious consequences. Right. He all but threatened military action by making that statement. They're scared to death because we have the bunker-busting bombs. We could destroy their entire uh, nuclear facility. And no problem. And, and uh, Israel and America would do it together, and they know it. So uh, this is so important. He's made the world safer. He's made Israel safer by ending this disastrous uh, Iran deal. And Europe only wanted the deal to, to make money, to do business with Iran and get money. And they, didn't, they figured, so let them hit Israel to hell with it. They didn't care. And, uh, so we have to be enormously grateful. This is now clearly the greatest president for Israel we've ever had. Uh, no question about it. By the way, if, if your listeners want to learn more about this, they can go to zoa.org, zoa.org, and I've written extensively about all of these issues in the last few weeks. And there have been some good presidents vis-a-vis Israel, but none like this one, that's for sure. Mort Klein is president of the ZOA. ZOA.org is the site that Mort just uh, recommended, ZOA.org. I know this isn't the biggest issue, but you know, yesterday uh, my audience was extremely active in contacting the Daily News, and today I've asked everybody who are New Yorkers, and of course a large percentage of this audience do live in the state of New York, I've asked those who are uh, New York State residents to contact the office of Governor Andrew Cuomo. I would assume you know at this point that uh, Andrew Cuomo has postponed his solidarity trip to Israel. And the fact that uh, he cited loss of life and issues like that in the statement about postponement was pretty disturbing, frankly, to me and to many others. Um, if this is truly a solidarity trip, there would be no reason to postpone. I would guess you'd agree with that. No, this is absurd. This, the, the Daily News is owned by Mort Zuckerman, a great friend of Israel, but Mort Zuckerman is not well, unfortunately, and so he's not capable of, of controlling the, the newspaper. But they, they called the 55 Arabs killed. These are, almost all of them are Hamas terrorists. Almost all of them. <clears throat> they called it a, ma- <clears throat> a, uh, <clears throat> a, mass- a, a massacre of some sort. <clears throat> when in fact, of course, it's not a massacre. These people are trying to tear down the fence. And, 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 and to have a juxtaposition saying how, the, how outrageous it is for Ivanka Trump to be celebrating the moving the embassy at the same time. What does the New York Daily News want? Do they think there should be no more TV in Israel while the writings going on? Should the theaters close down? Should there be no more weddings or celebrations of any sort? This is an absurd uh, proposal that the New York Daily News has done. And uh, I'll tell you, the propagandists of Nazi Germany would have been proud of this cover. For shame to the New York Daily News. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, just on the Cuomo point, I'm, I'm trying to encourage our listeners to contact his office because he has postponed the solidarity trip. Don't you agree if this actually was a trip only about solidarity with Israel, there'd be no reason for him to postpone the journey? Absolutely. This is wrong to postpone it. All he does is give credence and comfort to the Hamas <clears throat> Nazi-like terrorists <clears throat> by postponing it. And he, he sends a message that, uh, that what Israel is doing is not uh, the, the, the right thing to do. 
So, no, this is really wrong. I'm really shocked that Cuomo, who's always been a good friend of Israel, would, would side with the uh, Hamas terrorists for Israel simply telling uh, Hamas terrorists to stay away from the border. They can demonstrate all they want several hundred yards from the border, no problem. But don't come to the border with bombs and Molotov cocktails and knives and axes to try and tear it down. And burning Cuomo and, made a bad decision. And burning kites and all their other uh, innovative uh, weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, so everybody out there, again, I am encouraging, if you're a New Yorker especially, let the governor know that. And I think, Mort, you agree with this. You agree that essentially he's given ammunition to the BDSers, right, basically? Yes. <laughs> Not only Cuomo's given ammunition, <clears throat> comfort, and some solidarity, <clears throat> the media has done so by yeah. acting as if, you know, Israel is, uh, is killing innocent people. By the way, there's video after video of, of Hamas terrorists in stretchers, and then when they, when they go 100 yards in the stretcher, they get off the stretcher and walk away. Lots of this are phony lies about the numbers being killed and the numbers being injured. Uh, and yet the media sides with the Hamas Nazis. It's disheartening and really deeply, deeply troubling. Unbelievable. Uh, Mort, I want to end on a positive note. What else can you tell us about Monday sitting there and witnessing all of this? Is there any uh, vignette, any little story, any encounter you had with somebody in the audience that was extra meaningful to you on Monday? <laughs> I was sitting with a bunch of African-Americans, leading African-Americans from uh, uh, there at the meeting, and they were raving about Trump and saying Trump has been great for Israel, for Jews, for America, and for blacks. They were saying black, the black unemployment rate, they said has collapsed. Why aren't African-Americans supporting uh, Trump, who's done the best for blacks economically of any president, much better than Obama? That's what these leading African-Americans have said. I won't name them because uh, it was private conversation, but uh, I found that, that extraordinary. And they were cheering louder than anyone when Benjamin Netanyahu walked into the room. Unbelievable. Mort Mazaltov, I'm, I'm flattered that your first call once you landed was to us. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us. Great to be doing. Yes, you are doing a great job educating the truth of the Arab-Islamic war against Israel. <clears throat> the truth is on Israel's side. Amen. Thank you, Mort Klein. Mort Klein is president of the ZOA, literally uh, landed uh, this morning, early this morning, from Israel after the ceremony and uh, his visit to Israel during this historic Embassy Week. JM and the AM on a Wednesday. Remember, if you're a New York State resident, we are encouraging you to call the office of Governor Cuomo. Let them know they've given plenty of ammunition to the BDSers, which is not what we needed, not what we needed by postponing the uh, trip to Israel. 518-474-8390. Again, that's 518 518- Four seven four eight three nine zero. The office of Governor Cuomo five one eight four seven four eight three nine zero. And we do invite any representative who's familiar with the Jewish community in Israel from Governor Cuomo's office. You are invited. You have an open microphone to come visit us or join us by telephone to explain this terrible decision by your office. It's a Wednesday on day forty six in the counting of the Omer. It is America's one and only Jewish. Moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world web, NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.
sun Jerusalem You are a painted sky I am a bird Jerusalem You have the wings to fly You are the father of my dream I am a gift of time I am your child Jerusalem Jerusalem is mine Are an orchard in the sand I am the fruit you bear You are the glove that warms my hand I am the smile you wear You are the music of the hills I am the words that rhyme I am your song, Jerusalem Jerusalem is mine You are the cradle of freedom And I I'm the harvest of springtime You are the dawn of a new day I am tomorrow You are forever From the storm I am your guiding light You are a book Whose leaves are torn I am a page you write You are the branches of a tree I am a clinging vine I am your prayer, Jerusalem Jerusalem is mine I have come home, Jerusalem Jerusalem is mine. 
קלה, חתן וכלה, לשמכם כל הלילה, כל הלילה, בשירה ובזמרה.
JM in the AM, Wednesday morning. It's Benny Friedman with Bum Bum. Uh, before that, Chaim David Burson here at JM in the AM. Kenny Karen with Jerusalem is Mine. Uh, mazel Tov to all those who are graduating. A lot of proud parents out there. All those who are graduating Yeshiva University today. Their 87th annual commencement is this morning at 10 a.m. at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. To those on their way to Jersey, we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Also, um, I want to wish a Mazel Tov to the Chayfitz and Siegel families. Dina and Rabbi Benjamin Chayfitz making a bris this morning of their brand new baby boy. If you see any of these Siegels or Chayfitzes, make sure to wish them a Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. I'm anxiously awaiting to uh, find out what the name of the brand new baby boy is. And also Mazel Tov going out to uh, Karen and Matis Weingast, Debbie and Judah Engelmeyer, and of course to Ariel and Ellie Weingast. Ariel and Ellie are uh, proud parents of a brand new baby girl, which means our very own Karen and Matis Weingast are grandparents. Wow. For those of us who remember our friends as singles, it's pretty amazing to announce that they are now grandparents. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Day 46 in the counting of the Omer. It's Wednesday at JM in the AM. Don't forget, we have plenty of programming all through the day. Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. Uh, we'll feature Fun in Jerusalem's Joanna Shebson. She'll interview Shira from J. Clay, a new pottery place in Jerusalem. And Tova Knecht is joined by Josh Edelstein from Paramount Paint. They're both going to feature those interviews during Bite Size with Yoni Pollock coming up between 9 and 11 a.m. right after JM in the a.m. The Wednesday Live Lunch, which last week we did from Wesley Kosher, this week will be done by Avrami from our Baltimore studio. So thank you, Avrami. Live lunch coming up between 11 and 1 o'clock Eastern time. And um, trying to see what else we have for you today. So it's a big Wednesday here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Hey, don't forget that our big, um, our big fundraiser is coming up right after Shavuos. We're going to ask everybody out there to support JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network by giving generously to the uh, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, uh, feel free to do so at any time, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. want to thank our friends at Uden's Appliances, the kosher appliance specialist. They feature Wolf and Sub-Zero appliances, both Star K certified. They're closed shvuas, but they're going to be open for Memorial Day weekend, so keep that in mind. Go to Uden's Appliances on the web, check them out, and uh, you'll see how they have uh, an amazing opportunity, or you have an amazing opportunity, to get all the incredible appliances you need just by visiting Uden's. And you can do so online. Search Uden's Appliances. Um, tonight is the uh, big pop-up. Yeah, you know what that means, right? Last week when we did the show from Wesley Kosher, we met Leia and her staff from Tabletop, uh, which is located in Pomona, New York. One Tabletop, excuse me, one Tabletop, located in Pomona, New York. And tonight there's a pre-Shavuos pop-up hosted by One Tabletop and featuring exquisitely you, Quality Women's Diamond Jewelry, One Tabletop, the elegant tableware and uh, gifts, 
Uh, Anna and Ava, unique handmade accessories. It's all going to be together, plus coffee, sushi, babka, shopping, a lot of free gifts. Uh, babka from Babka Tour is going to be given away and a lot of other great free gifts all tonight in the Preshvuis pop-up starting at 8 p.m. at One Tabletop, 1621 Route 202 in Pomona, New York. 1621 Route 202 in Pomona, New York. So get ready for that. That's happening tonight. Send regards to Leia and the staff at One Tabletop. The Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills invites everyone to their annual Dr. Simon Lapata Shavuos Forum this coming Monday, second day Shavuos after Mincha at 7 p.m. The topic is Yeshivos Refusing Secular Education, the Legal and Social Implication. Presenters include Daniel Rosenthal, the New York State Assembly, uh, Debbie Spiro, the guide to, who is a guide at Yad Vashem and longtime Israeli resident on the topic of the impact in Israel, Overview by Yoel Schoenfeld, Muradastra, the young Israel of Kew Garden Hills, and the moderator of a Stuart Verstendig. It's all happening Monday, second day Yuntiv at 7 p.m. at the young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Check it out. Their Shavuos Forum takes place on Monday. And don't forget tonight, it is not too late to be part of this amazing celebration that we've been talking about all through the week. Really an amazing celebration. Rejoice with our Jerusalem as the American friends of Atarat Kohanim, Jerusalem Chai, gather at Terrace on the Park tonight for the Yom Yerushalayim Gala celebration to honor the U.S. Embassy's move to our undivided capital to pay tribute and appreciation to the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, to honor the honorees, Joseph and Jennifer Honig, Dr. Benjamin and Shira Naren, Jonathan and Dr. Ilana Sishel, uh, Mrs. Nira Rabinovich from Israel, from the Yemenite village. It's all happening tonight at Terrace on the Park, 6 p.m., JerusalemChai.org slash dinner. JerusalemChai.org slash dinner or 212-216-9270. 212-216-9270. More coming up 18 minutes after 8 o'clock. It's JM in the AM. Mitzvah, Habaliyadacha, Habaliyadacha, Altach Mitzena Mitzvah, Habaliyadacha, Altach Mitzena Mitzvah, Habaliyadacha, Altach Mitzena 
JM in the AM. Twenty-seven minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning in from around the world. That's uh, Gershon Varoba, who was here earlier in the week, of course, and um, that song says it all. By Yomahu. Amazing selection here at JM in the AM. Does that with Ari Goldwag, by the way. Uh, I want to thank those who are tuned in and uh, listening in on the app and commenting on the app. Someone asked for Macha Brocha. We did that song earlier. Someone asked about other sites besides ZOA. I mean, how many can we recommend? There's so many different areas. I, I think I'd start with dailyalert.org. Start with dailyalert.org in terms of staying up to date on uh, news stories that are of importance. JewishWorldReview.com is a good one. JewishWorldReview.com. Uh, there are a lot of uh, places where you can get information about the truth and uh, the truth about Israel. By the way, um, we've been asking people, especially those who are New York State residents, uh, to contact the office of Governor Cuomo. Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York has announced the postponement of his solidarity trip to Israel, uh, which we consider to be outrageous, frankly. If it's a solidarity trip, there's absolutely no reason to uh, to postpone it. But anyway, um, so when you have a chance, you can contact his office. The telephone number, let me just uh, pull it up for you, if I may, is area code 518-474-8390. If you agree that it's outrageous... That the trip was postponed. 518-474-8390. Uh, 518-474-8390. The point, of course, being if it's a solidarity trip, then what's the purpose of postponing it? Uh, if you're worried about uh, visiting the quote-unquote other side or showing some type of equality, there are plenty. you don't have to go to the Gaza border. There are plenty of people in Ramallah and other places you can meet with. I get that. But if it's a solidarity trip to Israel, you don't postpone it. Not for the reasons you mentioned, at least. The loss of life on the Gaza border has absolutely nothing to do with this. and certainly is not, um, its blame is not at the feet of the Israeli army or the Israeli people. Uh, Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM, 8.30 in the morning. Um, Dr. Bob Roberts, who is a pastor down in Texas and has been outspoken about uh, Jerusalem and Israel. Um, he's going to be joining. I met him down in Washington that day I was down in Washington. And he'll join us and give us a unique perspective on things, I'm sure. Uh, this is a song that the people asked me um, over Shavuos. You'll see one of the magazines asked a question. Uh, one of the quote-unquote Jewish magazines asked a question about obscure songs that you wish more people knew about. And I chose this one from Shmakolenu volume number three. It's called Me Mama Kim. I figured I'd play it. So if you saw the article uh, over the next few days... There'll be a lot of reading going on over the three-day Antif. I know, Shabbos and a two-day Antif, I know. Uh, anyway, uh, if you saw the article, you'd know what uh, song I'd be referring to. It's Shmakalina, volume number three. The song is called Mi Mama Kim, and you're listening to JM in the AM. Oh. 
Amram Adar with Bowie Kala here on a JM in the AM broadcast. Uh, before that, Shmakolainu, that song I mentioned, that obscure selection, or, well, obscure, not as well known as I'd like it to be, but uh, more and more people discovering it. Mimama Kim from Shmakolainu, volume number three here at JM in the AM. Uh, well, when I was down in Washington, remember I told everybody about um, Rabbi Schneier and the, uh, the day in Washington that was on, literally on the 70th anniversary. Uh, Anya Matzmut, um, or at least, you know, the, uh, that week, um, down in Washington, DC, there was a, an unbelievable ceremony, uh, that marked the, uh, friendship that Azerbaijan, a majority Muslim country has with the state of Israel. And, uh, it really gave a, all of us a unique perspective on, uh, <laughs> on those who generally we think have to be against Israel, who uh, are in fact are friends with and are and are friendly with Israel. And one of the people I met down there in Washington is uh, Dr. Bob Roberts. Dr. Bob Roberts is senior pastor at the Northwood Church down in Keller, Texas. And he has worked in countries all around the world with, with, one, with a couple of different messages. One is a message of brotherhood. Another one is the a message of, uh, of support for and admiration for the state of Israel. Uh, Pastor Roberts, an absolute delight to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Nahum, I am excited to be with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell us about this week. You know, we have been celebrating here 
Uh, we have been, uh, as you can imagine, <laughs> those of us who are, are Jewish and lovers of Israel have gotten tremendous satisfaction from this week's events. Uh, tell me how you view what happened in Jerusalem this past Monday. Well, I think that it's, I think that it's good, and I think that it's inevitable, and I think it's something uh, that should have happened a long time ago. And so I'm, I'm pleased with what's happened. Uh, obviously, um, I'm sure just like you, I'm, I'm sad uh, with some of the tension. I'd like for there to be more celebration and not as much uh, uh, dissension that we see uh, with the Palestinians, but I understand that as well. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad that Israel has done that. I just want to see that whole area at peace. I'm passionate about that. Uh, that I know. Uh, you certainly are. Um, tell me about your, your first journey to Israel. How long ago did you actually make it over to the Holy Land? The first time I went to the Holy Land was, gosh, uh, it was 10 years ago, and it was incredible. It was one of the most profound experiences of my life. So understand, grew up as a little boy, as a Christian pastor, going to Sunday school, hearing the stories of of uh, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and Jesus and, and all of the Christian stories that we have. And it was just life trans- transforming. I had to go there on a diplomatic mission, and I did not want to see the Holy Land for the first time running to different government offices. And so for my 50th birthday, uh, my wife bought us a couple of plane tickets, and by ourselves, we went and literally had a profound experience for 10 days. It was one of the greatest experiences of my entire life. Dr. Bob Roberts is with us. Pastor Roberts is uh, down in Texas, and uh, we're talking about this week's events and Israel in general. Um, you know, every time we have someone of your background on the air, and I say this with the, with the greatest respect, and I think you know that, we know each other a short time, but I think <laughs> I think you know the sincere relationship that we already have built. Um, I, I ask the same question. That is that this audience is always curious why there is such support from your community and your constituents for Israel. Is it something you could explain to us? You bet. And that is an incredible question, Nahum, because I, I support Israel. But if you look at the evangelical community where we are historically, Many of the evangelicals support Israel because of their eschatology or their understanding of the end times of the world. And there's some interpretations that say before Jesus can come back, the Jews have to go back to the Holy Land, the temple has to be rebuilt, and and then Jesus can come. Now, we don't know that for sure. It's speculation. Uh, So we look at our scriptures, and it implies that. But I think that as evangelicals, we have got to have better reasons for that than supporting the nation of Israel. Better reasons because, number one, it's speculative theology. Better reasons because, in my opinion, it undermines the humanity of the Jews because it says that you're a pawn in my theology to make my theology work. And so I I think that we have to have some stronger reasons. And if you want them, there's about four or five reasons why I tell young evangelicals and older evangelicals why we should support Israel. Please. Uh, okay. The, fir- the first thing is that there are historic people in a historic place, and you just, no one debates that. Uh, if, if you deny that, uh, you just don't know history. Uh, they, they are historic people with a historic place. Second of all, they have been a dispersed and a persecuted people. 
And so because of that, human rights demands that these issues be addressed. Third, in the post-colonial world that we live in, uh, there was a lot of uh, lines that were drawn from many different nations from the from the late 1800s until after World War II. You can debate should have those lines been driven here, drawn here, or drawn there. But the reality is we have to work with what we've been given. And if we start erasing all that, there's no hope. Now, we've got that opportunity for Israel. And if you look at people like uh, the Kurds and the Pashto and the Hmong people, these are peoples that are spread across many nations. And the reality is it creates massive instability in all of those nations. And so I think one of the most stabilizing effects for the entire world is for the Jews to have the homeland there. And so I'm trying to push more of a geopolitical reason that we should support Israel apart from our speculative theology. Because here's what we do know in our theology. Our theology, as followers of Jesus, teaches us that we should love all people and that 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 we should uh, support them, that we should help them. So there's enough theology that, that's, that's not speculative, that talks about how we should love, care, support others. Matthew 25 is, is a very important chapter for us as evangelicals about uh, people who are homeless, uh, uh, hungry, thirsty, and so forth. So I'm trying to put the shift over there, because here's something else I would say. The evangelical community, sorry about that clock, I'm running out of my office, Uh, The the evangelical community, I I think if we don't shift our focus for why we support Israel, over time we're going to lose support, and I don't don't want that to happen. Pastor Roberts, I said this to you when I met you. I I feel uh, an obligation in this forum uh, to say thank you, to say thank you for your support, for your encouragement. I'm curious, by the way, um, would your theology dictate that because of the way he's recognized Jerusalem, President Trump gets some gold stars up there <laughs> during his term? How, how would you view uh, the, the way God is likely to reward someone like him for recognizing Jerusalem and, and dealing with it the way he has? Now, um, you're asking me a question only God can answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard question. I, I will leave that to God because here's the thing I've learned about uh, working with uh, global political leaders. There's all kind of things that we hear out front, but there are also things that go on behind the scenes, and all these are good or bad. So, so I don't know. You know, I, I am I am grateful to President Trump that he's recognized uh, Israel. I wish. Uh, Jonathan Sachs is one of my heroes. Right. I've read all of his books, and I've been with him, and and uh, he's created a passion in me for the love of Jewish commentaries of the Hebrew Scriptures. Reference, wish, referencing the former chief rabbi of the United Kingdom, right? Oh, oh yes. I love him so much. But he, uh, and he's really impacted my life and my church in many different ways. But, but one of the things that I wish— uh, I wish something could have been done. You know, we don't have an embassy with the Palestinians. I wish we could have done a consulate or something for them uh, so they would uh, – I, I don't know. I, wanted, I want to be able to keep Israel secure, but I also know the Jews that I know are also concerned about the Palestinians, from Rabbi Sachs to David Saperstein. I can go down the list. So I'm concerned about that, obviously, uh, but I, I still think that 
we have to move forward, yeah. and uh, we can't live in the past. So I guess the question is, how do we move forward and keep everybody together? And I don't have an answer for that. Do you? Uh, I, wish I, I, I wish I did, frankly. All I know is that uh, I'm not willing, and I would bet Rabbi Sachs and others are not willing you know, to, to give in to quote-unquote peace at any cost. We need peace within reason. And I, I agree with that. I, I would hope, yeah, I know you agree. Of course you agree. And you're a sensible man. And I would hope that uh, you know, those on all sides would, would come to that reality at some point. That would be probably the best thing that could happen. Uh, I can't thank no, you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You bet. No, no, no. That's great. I, I enjoyed being with you, Name. I, I very can, much. I can't thank you enough. Looking forward to our next encounter in person. Uh, God bless you, and uh, and thanks so much for joining me this morning. You have a great day, Doctor Bob. Bob Roberts, a senior pastor down at the Northwood Church in Keller, Texas. As I said, we met in Washington D.C. at the ceremony that recognized Azerbaijan, a Muslim majority country, and its positive relationship with Israel. And, um, as I said, I had, I had a, uh, I felt it was appropriate in this forum to, uh, to bring him on just to thank him and really so many of his colleagues for their support of uh, Israel and Jerusalem Wednesday morning broadcast at 12 minutes before nine o'clock plenty coming up at JM in the AM. I call for every waking moment. Bishfield, I call from all the nations we are chosen. Bishfield, I call for this Torah and all its deep meaning. Bishfield, I call, I nach no more Bishfield, I call, I got their smiles and their laughter. Bishfield, I call for all the times that we can feel you looking at Bishfield, I call for all those miracles that forever go unseen. Bishfield, I call, Anach Numodin. Bishfield, I call, Anach Amazing world we live in. Bishfield, I call, and every day you are rebuilding it. Bishfield, I call from the sunrise to the cool moonbeams. Bishfield, I call, I knock no more deem. Bishfield, I call, I knock no more
this heart that never skips a beat And for this air that in and out we breathe We got a million reasons to say thank you בשביל הכל אנחנו מודים, בשביל הכל אנחנו מודים. JM in the AM, that's RJ2. They have some pretty amazing songs, I must say. Uh, JM the AM Wednesday, thanks for joining us. Don't forget Bite Size with the Oni Pollock is coming up. Uh, he'll have a, he'll be featuring a whole bunch. Um... Yeah, somebody on the app wants to know where, what neighborhood the embassy's in. It's in Baca, right? I believe so. I think it's in Baca. I guess we would call South South East Jerusalem. Would that be right? Um, yeah, I think it would be South East Jerusalem, right? Um, what was I just saying? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Wednesday morning, day forty-six in the counting of the Omer. Don't forget tonight. Yerushalayim is the focus of the American friends of Ateret Konim, Jerusalem Chai, gathered together at Terrace on the Park. Tonight, starting at 6 p.m., make sure to be there, jerusalemchai.org slash dinner, jerusalemchai.org slash dinner, or 212-216-9270, 212-216-9270. Uh, the pre-shvuis pop-up tonight at one tabletop. We'll feature uh, elegant tableware and gifts from One Tabletop, quality women's diamond jewelry from Exquisitely You, unique handmade accessories from uh, Anna and Ava. There'll be coffee, sushi, babka from Babka Tour, shopping with amazing giveaways and free gifts. It's all happening tonight, 8 o'clock, 1621 Route 202 in Pomona, New York. When you get to One Tabletop, send regards to Leia and her staff. Again, it's uh, 1621 Route 202. In Pomona, New York, uh, for that. Coming up, Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. He'll feature two interviews today. Uh, Joanna Shepson of Fun in Jerusalem with uh, Shira from J. Clay, at, which is a new pottery place in Jerusalem. And Tova Connect will speak with Josh Edelstein from Paramount Paint. That's all coming up on Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. Followed by the live lunch. Live lunch with Avrami starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time, goes until 1 p.m. Eastern time today on a Wednesday. So make sure to join Avrami for that. Uh, coming up between 11 and 1 Eastern time after Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. All right? So lots happening here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Make sure to uh, keep it here. Here's uh, Mordechai Shapiro. Thank you. 
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JMN. Big thank you to Mort Klein. Thank you to Pastor Roberts. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Bite Size with Yoni Pollock is next. Joanna Shepson speaks with Shira from J. Clay, a brand-new pottery place in Jerusalem. And Tova Knecht is joined by Josh Edelstein from Paramount Paint. That is all coming up on Bite Size next with Yoni Pollock. Avrami hosts live lunch between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.